0: Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Davide. I met Davide on the Duck Feet Network and got to know him fairly well, so it was nice to sit down and talk about his soul's experiences, especially how it's colored him from a uh, game developer perspective because he makes his own games and puts those up. Check the show notes for all of that. Uh, Davide is also one-third of the host of the Going Digital podcast. Highly recommended if you have not listened to that. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one, so Thanks.
1: I will get extremely negative if we start talking about Dark Souls
0: Two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. What was the uh, what was the first game that you played, or do you just want to get all the negativity out of the way first? You want to start talking about Dark Souls Two, or do you want to? Oh
1: start no with- no no, we can we, we can we can do that later. Okay. Uh, I joke, so like I'm not I my opinion on Dark Souls Two mellowed a lot with time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't think it's good, but like I get a little more what it's trying to do. Uh no, the first one I think it was actually Demon Souls, which I still don't like and I never finished. Uh I played it, I was like uh first year of university and it was like sorry, doors are slamming so there would be probably some noise. It's okay. Uh, I was I was first year of university, I think. Maybe even earlier. Might have been earlier. Might have been like the just gap here that I took before. But yeah, I had a PS3, and I figured out. Oh, people are talking about this demon soul thing on forums and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, when I that was a time when I still didn't find forums completely irritating. Uh, that the situation changed with time, but yeah, people were talking about the game, and I tried it, and it was like, oh, this is cute. Like it has some good ideas. Uh, I don't want to grind for healing items. I think that like completely broke the game for mm-hmm. me. It was like I really, I really want to like do this, like try again and again and again to get to the points. But I feel just, just like the the healing item economy sort of didn't work in the game. Uh, I, I I wonder if I'd enjoy it more going back to it after like I played the uh, Dark Souls and stuff. But it didn't completely work for me. I'll draw like you know the aesthetic was. Cool and everything was cool, but in the end, it wasn't enough to get me through it. I think I got it was pretty early. Like, the further that I got was past the uh, big golem guy, like that one boss. Okay, yeah. I think Um, I managed to beat that.
0: The penetrator? That would be the one, too, I think.
1: So the the one that's really really big and you're running around him in a
0: castle oh yeah People yeah will love yeah me in this um, episode
1: because I don't know the names of anything the um, one the
0: one with all of the uh, the archers like around it at the top right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I beat that I went wherever it was after that and I just sort of stopped playing um yeah yeah that that didn't particularly go anywhere. It was like two years after something because it was like second year of university that I started uh, Dark Souls because I had a friend who was really into Dark Souls and he kept telling me about it. And I was like, okay guess I'm going to play it. And I really enjoyed Dark Souls because I think Estus makes that game. Like if you take that gameplay and just add that like really smart uh the sign the the design idea the sign concept of estus which you know you can upgrade during times so you have a sense of progression and regenerates after every try, so you have this constant of uh so basically like your your healing is a constant like you never feel like i you never feel like I could have got past this if I had grinded more items you never feel like oh i i just got past this because i grind i grinded a lot. Uh, you have this, like, your capacity of healing is constant, so you always feel like it's fair. Mm-hmm. And I feel that makes the game, like, takes away that anxiety of, oh, I should should get more green herb or whatever you used in uh, Demon Souls. And, like, Dark Souls is probably, like, top three of my favorite games of all time. Because that small change allows everything else that they did masterfully in the game to actually shine. And, yeah, I, I love Dark Souls.
0: Yeah the uh the uh-huh. the way that they pace the levels uh seems tied directly to having ten estus in just about every occasion because going up to that fifteen or even twenty estus it it feels like it makes the game easier which I think is a good thing like it gives if it gives you the opportunity to progress through that yeah. game um, despite not being able to like meet it at its hardest that's that's a good thing for more players to play the game but man like it's just so well designed it feels so good like it feels like it's just extremely thought out from up just about the first half of the game. It kind of loses a little bit of that in the back half, but um, the levels are still designed yeah. around that, like having Tenestus at all times and being able to restart a level with Tenestus every single time. And the more that they've gotten away from that, the, the less I like it. I think Dark Souls 1's healing system is about as perfect as it can be.
1: It is, it is. And I didn't, like, I really didn't like any way in which they changed it. Again, I haven't played three and I haven't played Bloodburns, So, yeah, but like in Dark Souls 2, I. Like you, it's not that you know it's optional, right? You can grind for items, and that's optional and whatever. But you don't need that in your game system. Like you've got the perfect uh, healing. You, know, you have the perfect like healing system for what you're trying to do. Like yeah, it's nice to add on it, but it's it just feels a bit inelegant. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the good Dark Souls. Back to Dark Souls one. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> the also good like, Dark, a Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs>
0: the good dark souls i like that
1: yeah that's that's uh that's how it's called uh no and also like i i feel i know and again i don't remember quite well because i played demon souls like so much time ago but i think dark souls level design were also like far tighter and like far a, a lot better design in terms of never making you feel like you're losing progress mm-hmm. uh I think the just the shortcut in Dark Souls are really well placed. Like, every time I found myself thinking, oh, I went really far this time, I I really wish I'm not dying here, I found a shortcut, and I'm like, oh, cool, even if I die, I've made progress.
0: Yeah, Demon's Souls is yeah. a little bit more difficult with that, because, um, like, especially, like... The second level that you would naturally go to, which is that bridge that where you're constantly harassed by dragons, just there is no shortcut. <laughs> like it's just it's just punishing to the extreme. It feels yeah. like, and, and especially with limited healing items, like it feels like you're almost losing progress. Uh, Bloodborne is a victim of that as well with yeah. the way that the blood vial system works. It's like you can actively be throwing yourself at the boss and feel like you're losing progress because you have to go you know go find something to go buy more blood vials.
1: Yeah, and I haven't played Broadburn, but, like, that scares me a bit about playing it, because that's exactly the thing that I didn't like about Demon's Mm -hmm. Souls.
0: When was this? You said it was a few years ago. Like, are you playing this on a console or a PC? Like, are you... you... I
1: played... uh, Well, I I played Demon's Souls on a console, obviously. Then, Mm -hmm. like, my PS3 just decided... Well, then... Well, it's not that my PS3 decided to break, but I did the smart decision of putting it in a suitcase while I was flying back to Italy. And that don't don't do that. Don't put your console <laughs> in because that doesn't work well. Uh, yeah. So I didn't have a PS3 anymore. So I played it on PC. Oh no, that's, that's terrible. The, the Dark Souls fix was out already, so that wasn't that bad. Okay,
0: cool. Um, I don't. So, so you were able to um, I- kind of have the 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 optimal Dark Souls experience. You didn't get caught up in trying to play it with a keyboard and mouse, did you?
1: Oh no no that, that would have been bad. No, I had a gamepad at the time. <laughs> I hear people that I hear people that do that and it's like no what? But no, I had uh, it was a while since Dark Souls was released. This was like uh it was second year of university, so it was like four years ago or something. Three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Uh, Sorry, a thing happened on my computer and I was distracted. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had the Dark Souls fix. I think, like, I have, like, lots of friends who just played the game a lot and were, like, encouraging me through. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't have quite the, the the experience a lot of people have where it's like, oh, I didn't know anything about this game and I went through it and no, I just, just played it because everyone loved
0: it and I was like, I might as well try this.
1: How and much, uh, um, yeah, how much
0: mean, research it, did you do ahead sorry. of time? Like, did you... Were you looking up, like, wikis and stuff? Oh, no.
1: Ahead of time? No, I didn't. Ahead of time, I did no research. I was like, okay, I'm going to play this game, I guess. I'm going to hate it because everyone loves it, and that's just how my brain works. Didn't hate it, fortunately, but... uh, I I didn't search much stuff. I think I mainly, like... uh, I think the main research that I did was just on how to do the DLC thing, because that, that was convoluted to access.
0: <laughs> no, you just chose it off the menu I option. mean, it's really good. That was super easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really liked that. Also, I would have probably never played the DLC if I couldn't just Google how to sure, that. Sure, yeah. So <laughs> that's the give and take there.
0: The, uh, the DLC was, it hit PC first. So uh, PC players got it with their edition like about a month before console players did. And uh, I had managed to avoid any kind of spoilers, but I was convinced that I was going to like buy the DLC. Like I took days off work so I could play this and I was really excited about it. And then... I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out where I have to go. And like an hour later, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to Google. I'm going to figure this out because I want to play this content. <laughs> and Like, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Because, I mean, like, I don't even know how you're supposed to, like, in a, like, if you were me, in other words, like, was a person that had played hundreds of times, like, I don't know how you were supposed to figure out, like, that, like, I'd never go kill that golem after if I if I wasn't on a magic build. Like, it just wouldn't happen. So... Yeah, it seems seems yeah, kind of weird.
1: That that's, that's an yeah. I sort of like it though. It's uh, I feel that after the fact, like if you you know, it's it's more difficult if you just got the DLC. But I feel that like if you're playing the game after as a full like thing that should work together, it feels so much organic that you you don't just have like this menu option to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, aesthetically, it's really cool. It's a bit difficult to find out, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that just the coolness of it being so well integrated in the game sort of sort of counterbalance that because in the end you just Google it if you have problem with it. So that's you know that's not that huge of a problem. Uh, when I started Dark Souls, like everyone goes to the skeletons, but I was I I was so smart that instead of going to the skeleton, I just went to. Uh, New London and tried to fight the the ghosts for like hours. So that was fun.
0: <laughs> why can't I hit them? Why can't I hit them? Why can't I hit them? That has to be super annoying.
1: And, and, and again, like my friends being generally pretty unhelpful, I asked them, why can't I hit this thing? Oh, you need like a holy weapon. So I charge my weapon with whatever holy trinkets you find. You find something that lets you hit them at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game. Like, I don't remember what. Uh, and uh, I kept trying to fight them until I was out of items to make them hit a the ball. But, uh, which, again, wasn't a really smart way to do it. So it t- took me a while to figure out that no, even if the guy tells you you can either go up or go down, you should
0: really go up. It's pretty funny that they give you like three or four exits from the your main kind of area and uh none of them are great <laughs> like only one of them really works. like I, I like that as a just from a game design perspective
1: yeah i mean i assume like i think i feel a bit weird about why people keep trying to fight the skeletons because they they are like the skeleton like clearly feel like something that overpowered in respect to you like it clearly feel like something that oh i shouldn't be going there the ghosts are a bit different because you cannot hit them at all. So my first assumption is like, oh, okay, just, you know, they're invisible enemies. I just have to run past them and then see what happens. Uh, it's, they're a bit more of a puzzly enemy. So you're never sure if it's like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should not. Uh, I, I mostly don't like the fact that, uh, that the guy tells you, oh, you have to go up and down because that sort of implies that you have a choice when you don't. Mm-hmm. While the skeletons are just like this fun side thing. I don't know. Whatever you go up and uh, yeah, like after after I figure out that the game was fun. Like it's uh, well, fun might not be the exact word, but like the I I don't think I had any particular problem with the game again that I had to Google or whatever.
0: You just kind of smooth sailing from there.
1: Well, not smooth sailing. Like knocking my head over a <laughs> wall repeatedly, <laughs> but yeah, in the fun way.
0: Were you? Uh, do you remember anything about uh, yeah, your I, build or anything? Like what kind of? Like were you going for just big huge oh, weapons fir- or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first build was like uh, I just went with like spears and swords and armor. Mm-hmm. I didn't care at all about powering, so I just went with huge shield, huge armor, huge weapon. Just started beating up people. Uh, after all I like at this point I've played the first Dark of so like so many times that at this point it's just my comfort game when I'm like feeling down I just know it so well that I just start a new character and sort of go through the whole beginning areas mm-hmm. because that's just very comfortable which is, which is a, it's a bit of a shame because the the feeling that the game tries to convey is exactly the opposite but like at this point I know it so well that I can sort of smoothly go with any build, that, uh, at least through the beginning, yeah. And 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 like I played it with every build. Like I played it with magic, and I played it with like a dexterity guy. I don't really, I don't really know the builds. I just go like, oh, I want to use this weapon, or I want to have this stat and see what happens. I don't, I don't really follow the like competitive build. Multiplayer side of the game,
0: honestly, that's not something that appeals to me much do you um do you engage with that stuff at all? like do you go invade people or uh do you actively participate in like fight clubs or anything or do you just like, ignore the online components um, altogether
1: and it's not that I ignore it like if I find like a thing that lets me invade, I go and try it, but like I mostly ignore it like i I don't want to interact with the dark souls community. <laughs>
0: I don't blame you. I I being attached to the Dark Souls community, it's it's um it's it's very hit or miss for lack of a better word.
1: I I mean that that came off of mean, but it's like it's mostly the like that's not why I like Dark Souls, like I like Dark Souls for the mood. I like Dark Souls for the tight gameplay, I like Dark Souls for partly the lore, but more about the, you know, the mood that, that the vagueness of the lore creates. I cannot bring myself to care about playing it in multiplayer (laughs) uh that's not just why why i'm into it Mm -hmm. especially because like i'm a natural person like i'm just like a person that naturally doesn't like competition (laughs) so it's like oh you killed me well done i now feel bad goodbye (laughs) Uh, i think at some point i just disconnect i just used to like disconnect the game from my computer from the internet because i wanted to play as human but also didn't want to get invaded
0: Mm -hmm. because i don't don't
1: want to play as like a zombie person i want to play as a normal person
0: yeah it could um I, i like the invasion system in dark souls a whole lot like the uh the basically binary like either you are going to be invaded or you're not going to be invaded kind of thing i think works really really well for it but uh I can definitely see the the reasoning behind just like not wanting to mess around with it at all. Like I I would I, I feel like it would be just extremely frustrating if you just want to play this single player game and someone keeps invading you like I would and just making your life miserable.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not knocking on you. Like I really like the idea. I I think the idea sort of breaks down where people get really into it. Because at least looking at how the game was designed, it feels like it was something meant to be a more, a bit more incidental. Like, again, like maybe I play it where well, like, oh, I found a 3rd I'm going to try and invade someone. Uh, I think that once people start really getting into it, which, you know, it's not a bad thing per se, because obviously if you like a thing, it's obvious that you can get into it. But it breaks a bit what the the kind of like organic multiplayer that the game is trying to be. Yeah. But you know, it's uh it's fine. Uh again, it's uh, easy enough to ignore. Mm-hmm. I, it's mostly that I'm weird and I didn't want to play as a because like aside from not getting invaded, you don't get particular advantages by being human, but I don't I I, I want to play as a human because I'm weird. I don't want to play as a zombie person, so sometimes I just disconnected the game <laughs> because I wanted to play as a human and not be invaded.
0: Yeah, I can I can totally understand that. Um, did you have any trouble with, like, specific bosses or anything your first time through? Or did you, after that one, kind of, like, figuring out, hey, I can't kill these ghosts and I have to go up the stairs, did you pretty much just have not much of an issue?
1: I mean, I had I had trouble with most bosses. Honestly, I didn't, I never, like, made a particular problem of summoning people, especially, like, summoning just the people that the game gives mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm not you know, I'm not one of the people who's this person that takes real pride in beating a game that's really hard. I'm just like, I like to play this because it's an enjoyable game. So, yeah, if I'm beating my head too much on a boss, I will summon. That's not a problem. Uh, I had, like, lots of... Pro- I, I still have lots of problem with the Capra Demon. I sure. think that's a weirdly hard boss that's placed as a weird part in the game. Haven't had that much problem the first time because the first time I just uh, I took the special key or whatever. I don't know the names of things. I took the, ma- the, the
0: master key. The, yeah, you're, you're close.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just ignored the whole part and uh, and people <laughs> and my friends were really angry at me because I completely avoided um, the Pythony place, which everyone hates. Uh, so everyone. Said to me that I didn't play the real Dark Souls because I didn't get to experience the Poisony place. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, Upper Blight Town yeah. area. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yes, I Black actually, Town. I yes. actually really like Upper Blight Town for what it is. Like, I feel like it's it's a pretty well designed, and it feels it does that Dark Souls thing I, where I, everything I, just feels like it's there for a reason and not just to be a game level. And I, I like that a lot.
1: I I agree. I think it's uh, well. I never experienced it as a first player. I think it can be really hard as a first player because you. You by that point you maybe still are not quite sure about exactly what how the game works completely but when I went back to Town, like in my second run I was like oh, why, why is everyone complaining this is not that hard like I've died a couple of times but like I've died a couple of times in all of the areas mm-hmm. I think it's just like it's uh, an area that requires a lot of player knowledge in terms of like patterns that you have to do because obviously like you're looking out for arrows so you're looking or every you know every step that you do you have to look around you have to sort of remember your way because it's a bit of a convoluted level then you have like arrows plus enemies on the ground so it just requires and and this is all basic knowledge that you get through the game but it feels like a lot I think it just feels a lot for a first time player especially because it's not that late in the game, like some of this thing, this is the first time that you're fighting them, or at least some of the situation. So I think it's a bit misplaced. Maybe the game flew had a much better flow when I just took the shortcut mm-hmm. and went to the to the other level. But I don't think it's a bad area in itself. Like yeah, I agree with you. It's actually like pretty well designed and has like interesting thing going on, um, and and I like the. I I really like the ground level. I really like the poison pool at the ground level. I think that's a really interesting way to just give you that low key anxiety of just being almost being poisoned, having to find a place where to step on. I think that's a
0: really cool mechanic. What was the um What was the moment or the the thing that you think that you clicked with um, with Dark Souls One that made you want to like continue playing it because? That that first hump over the difficulty can be can be pretty bad, and then afterwards, once you kind of get over that, once it clicks with you, then at least you know what you're doing, and you feel like you're actually making progress and like learning from your mistakes. But up until that point, it can be it can be kind of an intimidating game, especially if if people have told you like, oh, it's the hardest game ever made, or, or whatever garbage that they like to say about Dark Souls. Uh, what yeah. was <laughs> what do you think the moment was that clicked with you that uh, made you go through it?
1: I mean, to be honest, the I didn't have that experience, because most people were saying, ah, it's the hardest game ever made, but, like, the friend that actually got me into Dark Souls, he really liked just the flexibility of the game, so he's always going on, oh, you can, like, people have beaten it with, like, two shields, and you can do things with the shields and stuff, so, like, I, and, like, that's a friend of which I, like, I, Agree with his opinions on a lot of things. So like, I, I was al- already like not prepared to just like, oh, this okay, this is this is a game that is not just hard for Arne's sake. So I better just figure it out. Uh, aside from that, I think like, I there are pretty much two moments like leading up to the leading up to the whole first part. It was purely mechanical. It was just like, oh, okay, this is like a game with solid combat mechanic, uh, and partly there. It's a game that feels a lot like a really polished, like, early 2000, mid-2000 2000 PS2 obscure Japanese RPG, which is what it is, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's basically a sequel to Kingfield. Uh, but I was, as a kid, I was always, like, into that stuff, because I like just weird stuff. Uh, I still go to Bat for Baroque, which is a really bad game that's also, like, really interesting and weird. Uh which actually was, I think it was on some Sega console originally, but then they ported it on like PS2 and we, so it was like, oh, this is that feeling that I, that carries over from that kind of game. So I, I already like it from the beginning because it's like, it's weird, it's clunky, but it's also a lot more polished than the stuff. So it's sort of everything in one package. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's cool. That already carries me over. But, you know, for the whole first part, it was just like the combat system. It's Cool. It's uh it works well. It requires me my attention. It's uh, uh it's very physical. So like the first part was like all of this straightforward mechanical engagement, and I don't, I don't think there was any particular point. Just I feel when when I figured out oh that's the way that I have to do go, uh, the game was pretty enjoyable so far. Uh, but like I feel my the moment that just made me. The moment that just made me think, oh, okay, this this game is really cool and has lots of things going on aside from just the mechanics. It's just, um, well, I am I like to sort of test game in a way that uh, I like to do random stuff in game and see if anything happens. And mm-hmm. if anything happens, that's pretty cool. So I just, without knowing anything, I just shoot a arrow to the giant lady. Because that that's something that the game apparently lets me do. Let's see if it does anything, and uh, and what happens when that happens happened, and that was like, oh shit, this game is actually interesting and has something more going going on, uh, and that, that was that was a moment that sort of recontextualized all the game for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, maybe I should look into this item description <laughs> and they see something about what's happening here.
0: Is that when you started uh, peeling away and, at the story and trying to figure out what what actually is going on?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I also started seeing watching some lore videos, but I'm not a fan of those. I think it's, uh, I think it's nice to try and figure out what's going on because there are things that are like very well told in the item description, but I'm not a fan of just. Three hours, the stuck actions, overthinking uh, the implications. I feel part of what's masterful about how Dark Souls is built as a story and as a setting is that it leaves those holes, like it lets you ask those questions. And I don't think there is an answer to a lot of those questions, but it's, it's the mental process of asking them that's like the appealing part. Uh, and I don't care much about people trying to discuss what the answer is, because really the answer is what's in your heart and what you believe to be true.
0: Yeah, that's it's the interesting thing about Dark Souls lore is that, especially as the games have gone on, it's it's gotten, I mean, forgive the pun, but very convoluted, right? Um, but even that first game, <laughs> the, the the magic of feeling like you're reading a a book with some like pages missing and trying to piece together what those pages mean, I think, yeah. is something that's yeah. just it. It makes it just way more interesting and intriguing. And if you start putting like and, and, responses to that, if you start saying like, no, 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 it was absolutely that. You know, Siegfried, No, Excuse me. It's absolutely true that Solera is a worm now. I think that's gonna like that. That makes the story actively worse. And I, I like the I like the exercise of thinking about a lot of that stuff. But I find myself uh, more and more uh, just kind of bored with YouTube lore videos that that try to get in on some of this stuff because I'm just. At the end of the day, like I don't quite care. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it's not like that I don't <laughs> like the games. I, I, no, that's like but that, yeah.
1: That's, that's exactly my feeling. I feel it's like yeah, I, I don't know, I feel overthinking I it sort of takes away a bit of the magic of like not knowing or having these cool things. Uh I, yeah, I, I, you know, you had Garrett like said last episode which hates San Orlando, I'm the opposite. And Orlando is like my favorite place in Dark Souls just because of that moment because that moment is, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of the magic is also that the game doesn't... And it's impressive, because you spend... They obviously spend so much time working on it, but it, the game never goes, here, you should sh- read the item description, and they tell you everything. Like, it's never in your face. Like, you can go through all of the game without really realizing that there's a story in the game. Mm-hmm. Which I, I... Again, like, maybe it's not the best but it's also like it's really like it's really different from most of the game like most of the game nowadays seems really really fixated on we worked hard on on this so we want to make sure that you experience all of it which you know it's fine like it's, it's understandable because you spent billions of dollars in making everything so that people play it that's you know that's sort of uh you can see them like in uh in even more modern, like, uh, Western RPGs, where they sort of make sure that you always know which we, all of the branching and all of the work that has been done. And Dark Souls is sort of the opposite. Dark Souls is like, we don't care if you care about the story, and we think, you know, and the best feeling is figuring out that there's a story, and that in itself is a really good moment, and, uh, I don't know, I think it's a really interesting approach to just, <laughs> to just structuring a game to make something so big also so like hidden and non obvious.
0: It's um I've talked about it bef- before on this podcast. It's a it's a certain amount of like courage on behalf of the game designer and it's really weird using a word like courage to to, to talk about like a stupid fucking video game that came out in 2011. But here we are. Um but like just to to say like yeah, we're going to put it in there but we're not going to put giant red y- or giant yellow exclamation points over, you know, the places where you need to go to get it. That's like that's such a uh, a breath yeah. of fresh air for a game designer especially as a triple A game designer to kind of trust the player to do to to, f- to suss all that stuff out and it's, um, I think it worked.
1: It's the first Legend of Zelda I, th- I think that like well, I'm, I I don't know how much they looked at the game uh, you know, the Legend of Zelda but like it's that feeling, it's like playing as a kid Legend of Zelda and like trying to figure out with your friend what the fuck do you do in this yeah. game uh, and yeah, that's an aesthetic that appeals a lot to me.
0: I know um, you're you're at least a part-time game designer. I think I, I believe I have that correct. Well, player, I have right? like
1: two degrees in game design, so I, I guess I qualify. I make games sometimes. Okay, cool. So. <laughs> uh,
0: how has Dark Souls influenced you in any way as a game designer? Uh, like, has it? Have you looked at some of the stuff that they've done in, in Dark Souls One and, and gone like, okay, I want to incorporate some variation of that into into my own work?
1: I mean, for now, I must. I work on very, like, small, kitty mm-hmm. stuff, so I didn't really have the chance to do that, but let's say that I have, like, folders and folders of attempts at prototypes at recreating the feelings that are, like, in Dark Souls, and all of that are rubbish, like, they're not good enough to actually start developing, but it's, um, I think if you, well, it few, well probably one of the most influential games just in how I think about games and what I sort of want to do uh, when I make a game. I, I don't have any specific example because most of the things that I come up with are a bit rubbish, but uh, yeah, some I don't know. someday I will do a soul like which is not what most Souls-like are, because most Souls-like are just like, let's take this combat system and use it. Uh, My idea was also like, it's more like, how can we use, I can, uh, one of my idea that I never quite got to it is uh, just do a, and I sort of did a prototype, but it, it wasn't good. I'm not good at programming. So that's an issue, but was like taking the item description system and just making a roguelike out of it with like no combat, which is just like every time you go through this thing and you find different items and so you have to like play it again and again to figure out the story because every time you get different item description uh, so that's sort of closer to what I like about the game, like pissing out this well there are various things like the first of all the the feeling of exploring this uh dead world in which things so much beyond you, so much like bigger than you happened a long time ago and trying to piss out what happened. Mm-hmm but really not being able to be what happened, because, again, there's holes there's in it, and there's, you know, the, the, implied, the implied notion that, again, whatever happened in here is so much bigger than you, stupid and dead, just going around uh, following serpents. And that whole feeling is, like, great and something that I strive to recreate, hopefully, one day in, some, in a game. Uh, and i I think that that whole tone and feeling is probably the thing that I find more inspiring about dark souls uh, again, The mechanics are super strong and super tight, but I don't i I think that's like that's something that just helps that general theme and tone to be good. I don't know. I, I think I lost the track of my sentence. As I kept no, no, talking, no, that's, so. that, that,
0: that was a really good answer. Like trying to explore what makes a, what makes a souls game a souls game is something that's really fascinating to me because we've seen, we've seen so many quote unquote souls likes come out over the last few years that are you know, maybe they're super hard, or maybe they have like a parry system, or um, like I've seen a bunch of comparisons that Cuphead is a Dark Souls, or you know, it's the Dark Souls of whatever. Okay. And I'm like, I mean, seriously, like find another find another game like to to compare your games to because damn.
1: To be fair, like I played like Momodora a couple of months ago, and that game really tries to be Dark mm-hmm. Souls, and that <laughs> to be honest, to like to an obnoxious degree, it's like. Well, this is just Dark Souls with, like, 2D and anime, and I'm not sure either of those things makes Dark Souls better.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge anime fan, as most people know, and it's weird when uh, these these games, like, kind of lift wholeheartedly. Like, Salt and Sanctuary did a lot of this, too, of... You know, like okay, let's let's just have the same exact item description thing, and let's leave messages, and uh, let's have a combat system that's a very close approximation of a 2D Dark Souls. Except, you know, now all of a sudden it, it's weird because you have platforming elements that you have to mix in with that, and not all of that works out real well. Uh, and and I like Salkan Sanctuary. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's interesting to see how they fail and to uh, see in what ways they fail, and to hear you talk about like what you would want to pull out of a Souls game to make a quote unquote Souls like, which is you know. I, I think not the, not the combat system. So, and sorry <laughs> if i
1: Yeah, sorry if I interrupt you. I think mm-hmm. that it's interesting because people you know, people always say, oh if you know, when other FPSs came after Doom, they were Doom clones and now it's the whole genre. But it, like the thing is that I don't think any souls like that's not dark souls work. <laughs> it's pretty much the problem. Like we could see it as a genre thing, like these are now genre standards, this type of combat, this time of type of parry, this type of dodging. Except it becomes iffy because I I haven't played a source like that works. Like I haven't played a source uh, even you know, even disregarding Dark Souls, even just you know, just take this game as a whole. They always feel very clunky. Like they, they always feel like they were designed with being Dark Souls in mind. And again, I haven't played Neo. You'll say that neo is really good i'm glad if it is uh but i you know i i will struggle to see the souls like as a like a genre thing until like they seem to work as pieces of you know games by themselves mm-hmm. and yeah I, again i i i'm losing my i losing my sentences in themselves today <laughs> uh, it's okay don't mind me
0: Let's jump into uh, to Dark Souls Two because I I, uh, I want to cover that a little bit because at the very beginning of the podcast you you mentioned that you weren't a big fan but that you've mellowed out over it over time. Uh, was it just the the changes in the healing system that that kind of messed you up, or wh- where do you think your your dislike for that game came from originally? Uh,
1: the whole game doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's, just, there's so much. There's just so much stuff that doesn't work in that game. Uh, I. I I like the tone i think that it's really cool that it's sort of like this you know where dark souls was very just like serious and like grim this is sort of a more like lighthearted game so there's so much things that don't work in dark souls too. uh first of all like the thing that i like i think the basic concept of it like having this sort of oniric dreamlike thing like, it's very appealing uh yeah, people people don't like the fact that the environments are like very loosely connected to each other mm-hmm. I think it plays really well into the theme like I think it's really like the moment where you like go through a tunnel and suddenly it's raining and suddenly there's like this castle on a mountain it's like really cool it's like it feels weird and it feels off, but like I think that's sort of the point like it's supposed to feel weird and feel off same thing with the Dreadle elevator everyone hates the elevator but like I think it works with what the game is trying to do.
0: <laughs> think yeah, I like, I like the elevator a lot. Like, uh, like it, it's just become such a a huge thing. Like, it's such a so much of a bigger thing than it ever, ever should have been. That like now, like I just I can't help but chuckling <laughs> at it every time I see it. So, it's so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, and the thing is that I actually like it in the context of the game because the whole game is sort of meant to make you feel a bit tough, a bit like you're not sure if. Is this real? Is this not? What the fuck is happening in this weird magic realm? And that's cool. I think the the whole level design of the game is off. Uh, but in terms of tone, like, if you play Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 1 is very serious. Like, level design is a very serious level design, where... Most of the threat, even when they're like ambushes and stuff, you could have predicted and you you are really good, you know, after you know the patterns of the enemies and after you know how to look around and what to watch out for, you can always move through. It's a slow moving level design where you like, you sort of, I like to call it like it's very solemn in pace and tone. It's like, it's slow, but steady and you keep going forward. Texas 2, on the other hand, it's like, it's very mischievous. I don't know how to pronounce that word because I'm a dirty foreigner. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, it's very mischievous, very, like, adversary to the player. I remember that in the DLC, like, you get this borderline trolling invasion mm-hmm. with the jester guy that just laughs at you and tries to kill you. There's lots more of just, haha I gotcha moments in the in the game. Which, I, like, it's very kingfield like, that's a, lots of stuff that was in Kingfield, which sort of wasn't in Dark Souls. So I get why it's there, because I think lots of the team worked on the Kingfield game. I, I don't like it. I think it's it's not, like, the problem is not that it's not Dark souls but the problem is that I think it works against the, like, dreamlike tone that they want to set with many things feels like there's these two parts of the game that sort of grind against each other and don't really quite gel there's also just like lots of bad decision in terms of design like sometimes you just get enemies near your bonfire and you're like okay i'm gonna grind them out until they stop spawning and that's just not fun or interesting like just keep dying you know yeah. having to go back to the bonfire until you stop the enemy that attack you near the bonfire uh, it's, I, you know, again, I get what the game was trying to do. I, I don't think most of it works. The game is too long, also. It's, like, it's really long for no reason at all. You could fit, like, three Dark Souls 1 in that game, and that's not a good thing.
0: Uh, I, uh... I, I, the, did you play it with the DLC? Like, did you play, like, all of that? I played it with, with the DLC, the
1: I think... Yeah, I played it with the DLCs. Uh, not the first time, I played it the second time with the DLCs. And um, I think, yeah, I think I I don't like the DLCs much. Uh, I think the ruined City or whatever, the one that has lots of poison, mm-hmm. I think that one is really bad. Uh, it has a really cool mechanic, which has the enemies that you have to, you know, you have to kill their corpses or whatever to kill them, and otherwise you cannot kill them. That's a really cool mechanic, except that they, for some stupid reason, they just decided to put all of the corpses in one room, and like, that that's baffling to me because that's like the opposite of what makes that mechanic interesting. If you just put all of them in one room, I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah,
0: totally. I mm-hmm. know that that's
1: really. Like, I think that whole level is the whole DLC is not great. Uh, the Fire one is alright, like, it's just lots of combat, and Dark Souls combat is fun, it's not. there's nothing particularly irritating about it, and uh, the Ice one is actually the one that I sort of like, because it has, like, a bunch of cool moments, and it's sort of, uh, sort of nice to visit, like, sort of an Orlando, and you're like, I'm not sure if this is it or isn't, and that's sort of, like, a cool thing to explore.
0: That ice level is just super fun. Like the, the the ability to like group up with like eight people and then a dive bomb into a boss fight is one of my favorite yep. things in Dark Souls 2 ever. That's just I it's mean, just too it... much fun for me.
1: Uh I think it looks terrible. Like you're you're going in with this expectation, oh, this is like a war moment where I have like an army and we're grouping up. <laughs> I think that just because of the engine it looks pretty silly and just like very, very small. But it's still fun to play, so I'm. Uh, I, I think I'm. It's more endearing than you know. It's it's sort of endearing because it tries to be really epic, but I cannot really fault it because they're sort of you know p- using the engine that they have. So as much as that moment, I feel isn't quite what it's trying to be. It's still like a really cute and fun moment. Uh, but sorry, I I think you were going to ask me something after me answering. Uh, if i've played it with the dlc or not but i just took off and talked about the dlc no no no
0: we're we're, we're all good I, uh I, if i did i don't even remember what it was so so it's all, it's totally good <laughs> no worries okay. whatsoever um yeah it's it's a going back to your point though, that it's a it's an extremely long game like it's it's if you include all the DLCs into that, like you can be playing that game for you know ninety something hours. If you, especially if you're you know kind of bad at it, like I am, like you can just it just will take forever to get through. Like, and not even like I'm going to repeat this area forever, but just just there's a lot of ground to cover if you're going to do everything.
1: Yeah, there's lots of things, and there you know there 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 is lots of cool stuff in Dark Souls 2. I just <clears throat> I just think that in the end it doesn't quite work as a whole. Like it's trying to. It's actually trying to do a lot of things, and they don't quite sell
0: together well. So what... Somebody, I know you haven't played Dark Souls 3, and you haven't checked out Bloodborne yet, but... Um... I've,
1: I've played, like, three hours of Dark Souls 3. Okay. Before I realized realize that, goddammit, it, this is not a great moment to play games that makes me feel very anxious and bad because i will uh i will feel very bad and i know that the game is trying to make me feel very bad and i admire it for it but this is not the moment for me to feel very bad <laughs> but i didn't mind dark souls 3 so far most people hate it i had you know obviously everything seems to have a lot of life which i don't like but you know so far the callbacks that everyone hates i sort of find them cute and fun uh, so, but people have told me that i haven't quite seen the extent in which the game um, is terrible so i will suspend my judgement so far I, I i had fun with it
0: yeah um, it's um it's it's a hard game, like right, like it's it's the third kid. Like it's just it's just, you know, it's never going to be as good as it's it was basically hardly anyone's first Souls game. I mean, I know there were there's a lot of people that started with three and then went backwards, but um to live up to the pressure of everything, like I, I just it's just going to be impossible. I think it's an extremely fun game that suffers from some issues, uh, and you know, some of the things that they chose to do to bring the stories of all three of the games together, uh doesn't come off quite as well as they wanted it to um or or had the wrong result altogether like the, the opposite thing of what they were trying to go for and so but it's a, I mean it's a it's a fun game to play like you have lots of builds like you can you know you have lots of weapons you have all kinds of stuff you can do uh but what what do you want to see from from software as a studio next uh, like what would you what kind of game would you like to see them come out with Excuse me.
1: Mm, Well, the actual answer is wherever they want, but please stop making sequels. Sequels (laughs) are evil. Uh, The the other answer is just give me a game where I can play as Gwendolyn and like kill things because it's the coolest.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I I dig that answer. I don't think I've gotten that one before. So good, good job. What a like a
1: sh- Maybe like a shooter game because it like throws those knives mm-hmm. or whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just make a Gwyndolin schmup Yeah, and that might be fun.
0: Yeah, I've always I've always been pushing for a dating game. I'll, I want to date all of the our dark 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 souls boys. I think that'd be a lot I of fun. Don't, I
1: don't want to date any. You don't, don't want to date like date anyone of it. I want you don't want to wanna kill-
0: date anyone. Come on, I bet I bet I bet Solaire would be really a really nice boy to go on a date with. I don't date, but
1: uh, I want to kill people as them. That's fun. Not all this dating
0: stuff. (laughs) Well, Davide, thank you very much for for guesting and uh, for kind of rearranging your schedule a little bit for me. I I very much appreciate it. Uh, Can you tell everyone where you can be found on the internet and all of your various projects?
1: Okay, yeah, that's going to take a while. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, Yeah, you can... Okay, let's go in order. You can find me on Twitter at Davide A fiandra probably mm-hmm. gonna be a link somewhere so I'm not gonna spell
0: it or anything yeah the links are, well, uh, for all of uh, these will be in the show twi- notes so you're all good there
1: cool cool my twitter there are twitter things there you can find my game at Davide a. Fiandra. well I'm gonna check it actually I don't remember the links of the things that I do yeah Davide I made some games you can buy them there they're cool well the they're actually a bit rubbish but like buy them you give me money uh what else where, else where else oh i i do a silly digimon podcast going digital at going digital where we talk about digimon and mostly talk about dark souls uh the outer advanced text.com is my adventure game podcast we haven't published anything in a while but still have an episode to publish and then who knows what happens so go there if you want to hear me talk about weird Japanese adventure games that are mostly quite bad, even if we expect them to be good. Is there anything else? I nothing comes to mind. So those are the things that I do.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll shout out yes. Going Digital. Uh, it's it's an extremely fun podcast that I, I guested on, and uh, actually my wife has guested on. Um, so can, I'll go find those episodes and dig them up and put links in the show notes. But uh, like. It's a, it's a funny it's a funny thing that you guys do over there um that of just completely trying to break apart the digimon universe and incorporate like every other fandom into it <laughs> at the same time like it was a lot of fun so <clears throat> so g- good job on that well, i like that, that show a lot you, thank and you. thank you again for guesting man i really appreciate it
1: Thank you thank you for having me. I feel like I've been very rambly and I haven't said anything of significance today, but it was fun. I think
0: you have been very rambly and you have also said very significant things. So I think you got both both of them <laughs> in one, which is the kind of which is the kind of show we like to do around here. Um, <laughs> as always, I've been your host Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at J.G. Greer. You can find the podcast at dontgiveupskeleton.com that has links to all of our social media including the Instagram page where I put up very brief video clips of uh, that of each podcast so you can kind of get an idea of what you're going to listen to before jumping in for a full 60 minutes uh, thank you everyone for listening thank you everybody for leaving iTunes reviews it very very much helps and uh, remember don't give up skeleton and we're good uh, the outro here. that was fun thank you man yeah this was great <clears throat> I, uh, I don't quite know when this will be up but yeah I'll, I'll let you know when it's going to be up and of course it will go out